Baldarin in his legs. Beautiful bowling. Superb control. Power just lunging forward. Spun enough to take leg stump. His 80th wicket in 2005 for Shane Warne. They brought in the leg gully. Just tried to glide it past him and it's knocked over the leg stump. All right, all right. Welcome on back to another episode of Off the Back Fence Sports Podcast. Not weekly. We've we've failed once again <laughs> uh, today. I think there's a good reason. But like you were flooded uh, in. Southeast Queensland was underwater. It was a shit show of a week it, last week. Weather-wise. Uh, and travel, travel with work and logistical it, it was it was yeah something else anyway but today is thursday the 10th of march and football is back but we're not going to start there uh because some pr- pretty major news happened over the weekend which has definitely hit us um yeah very lost for words on saturday obviously with the passing of the late great shane keith warn um yeah un- unbelievable to know that he's no longer with us um. Yeah, I think I'll hand it over to you because yeah, I'm still coming to grips with it because I've I found out while at work, um, and yeah, for some reason that whole day hit me something different, and I'm just trying to find the words to describe it. It's just yeah, it's it's, it's hard to come by. So yeah, I like I woke up to five messages saying "fuck shame worn." I was like, oh god, what's he done? I was like, God, what's he said now on Twitter? But and then I've gone to look on Fox Sports News to see what's happened. And, yeah, to see the news of the great man's passing really affected, like, um, it was really hard. Like, I was driving to work that morning and I was chatting to my mate Dougal, who I played a lot of juniors cricket with. And we were talking um, we were talking about how, like, Friday afternoons training, yeah, for the first, like, hour of the nets, you'd bowl your normal stuff, so... But then after a while, everyone's trying to rip giant leggies and stuff. And, like, I think without warning, I never would have played cricket. I was a seven-year-old and mum and dad got me the how to bowl, like, warning ball for Christmas with the VHS. And I was at seven when everyone's trying to – when everyone's just trying to learn how to bowl, I'm there trying to – I'm taught myself how to bowl legs. Mm. And, yeah. And even though I didn't really pan out bowling leg spin, end up going back to just the normal offies. But um, yeah, warning is always like for me, like a lot of my childhood is revolved around warning. Watch sitting in, sitting down watching him. Um, yeah, just it's very hard. Mm. It's got to be a very weird like summer not to have the great the king yeah. with us. And, and, and I think. Boxing Day, day one, should, from now on, should be called Shane's Day. Yeah, it, it's definitely been brought up. Um, obviously, the tributes have come thick and fast across the globe. Um, Dan Andrews commented um, saying that the Southern Stand will be now known as the SK Warren Stand, which is very fitting because MCG and Shane Warren very synonymous with each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just hard. Like I know, and I think like, and it's, I think that's probably why it's hit me so hard. Is because during like these recordings during the summer, we were quite critical of some of his comments on certain Australian players. Yeah. So you just, you, just you, you you take a step back and you think how I think how you should go about it. And obviously, he was he knew the game of cricket so well, but it's just a, such a massive loss, not only to cricket but as an Australian icon. Um, 
yeah, it's it's definitely got the same feeling as when Kobe passed away back in January 2020. Like that, for me, that was part of my childhood. Yeah. And this is the exact same. I had the exact same thing as you. I had to learn how to bowl leg spin with the certain numbers on the ball and where to place your fingers. And I could bowl a flipper better than I could bowl like lighter leg medium pace. Yeah, right. I just... And I could still bowl a flipper now. <laughs> I don't know if I had... I, I could roll my arm over quite as well as I could as a younger person. I think I think Shane Warne's the reason why I suffered about um, probably a good six months of detention from year eight through to year 12 mm. because I'd sit in class with a ball and spit it between my fingers. Mm. And then teach you, and then I started doing it with a water bottle. And then I remember a teacher one day goes, oh, you're so smart, can you do it the other way? And I was like, oh, that's easy. I started doing it that way. And that's all because I got that ball as a seven-year-old and I was taught myself how to rip my, fi- um, rip my fingers around a ball. Yeah. But yeah, massive, massive loss. Like just to, just to put it into perspective, like his career started in 1992 with the Australian team, 145 matches, bowled close to 6,800 freaking overs. Uh, took obviously second most wickets in uh, history with 708. Um had an average of 25 under a thousand um international wickets. yeah it's just like he over a thousand wickets internet and what one day is 2020s everything like whatever he played he was just phenomenal um his most wickets obviously came against the old enemy in england um he took most of his wickets on the home deck like he's he did get some wickets it did come out, like, I think, was it Sinor Gavaskar came out and he said he wasn't the best spinner, but I think you got to sort of read the room on that one. I think even Healy and um, Gilchrist said it during their tributes. He goes, he was the most, they reckon he was the easiest spinner to ever read to, to keep to, keep to but because of his accuracy and just unrelenting pressure, he'll either have you out mentally or he'd have figured you, he'd have just be playing a game of chess with you. Exactly right. Uh, he, it, but obviously, off on the field, he was just as good off the field. Like he was just, he was just a, in a world of his own. Like he had the biggest personality, very out there. Obviously, with his celebrations of winning certain cricket matches and uh, series, obviously in England, and dating certain people. Like he was just in the headlines. Who can forget his? Uh, who, yeah. who can forget his? Uh, a uh, little cameo in uh, Kath and Kim, like he was just a he was just a larger than life figure. So yeah, because uh, um, I think realistically, like oh, I was trying to like yeah, it's just like I think the one of the best tweets I saw this week was from Briggs, the Australian First Nation rapper. He said. Um, even though Shane Warne wasn't a perfect man, he brought lot. He brought a light to the rest of this. I'll try to find it. If you go on with something, I'll find it quickly. Yeah. I'm not very good at paraphrasing. Yeah. But yeah, no, he he's going to be a massive loss, especially in the commentary box too. Like I was expecting him to be the next Ian Chapel for the next twenty odd years, but now. Like Isha, like all the tributes from all these ex teammates, even the commentary team. Like uh, Isha Gill was in tears, um, saying he was absolute magic. Um, Punter, I've been told his his interview saying his only regret was he didn't tell him he loved him as much, and he broke down in tears. Which I haven't brought myself to watch it because I know for a fact that I myself will break down. 
um, seeing that kind of stuff, especially like blokes, yeah, that have been so long teammates and friends off the field. But yeah, it's such a it's a terrible loss. It still hasn't hit home. It's like less. It's still less than a week that has happened, so it's still very very fresh. Um, state obviously yeah. state funeral in Melbourne at the MCG, which is which has been accepted by we'll try which it. has been. Accepted. I really would like to be able to go to that, but I can't see. It would be very nice if I could yeah. go. Just to pay your respects to the great man. Some of the tributes at his statue yeah. at the MCG, obviously tins of cr- like crownies, VBs, couple of meat pies. The quote, the quote yeah. from his close friend too, saying his last meal was Vegemite and butter on toast is something else. Like just Australian through and through. Be. Yeah, here's the um, tweet. It goes, "Man, Warney wasn't perfect, but now isn't the time to play moral um, judge. Let his fans and more important, his family celebrate his life and grieve." Yeah, him. no, and that's hit that. One of the best. And that's what I said to my partner. I was like, I was, as long as no one's out there to go make a quick buck out of this, uh, trying to sell a story, please respect the family and stuff. Yeah. No, you should, they should do it regardless of anything of this nature. But yeah. we live in a different world these days. But the media knows no um, boundaries compared to the, to the war. Exactly family. right. But what we might do we might leave it at that I think we've said as much as we can like obviously big influences in both our lives I, I never bowled spin I was never a decent spinner I was always a medium to medium to slow pacer but always always had a lot of respect for anybody that was willing to step up there was a bloke back at home in Emerald um, absolutely incredible leg spinner um, but he, he he married himself off Warney and he was in juniors he was something else so but yeah to move away from Something that, like I mentioned, footy is back. Uh, we're back. A little bit different this time. We didn't do any preview. <laughs> Probably for the best, too. Like, I, I haven't really caught up with much that's happened. I didn't watch many of the trials. I just know that from hearing things, listening to other podcasts, it's going to be the Chooks, Melbourne, and Penrith again that are going to be top of the table. So, Chookies. Mm, the Chookies. So. <sighs> Like we mentioned, we've got a bit of a different format this year. We're only going to do we're going to do four games, um, probably four of the biggest games, or we're going to go the main games on each night because we've got Thursday through Sunday. Uh, we've done a bit of an audible last minute beforehand. We've changed the Sunday game, so we're going to early game, not the late game. Um, for this, obviously, spread over under, and that's all we're doing. Then we're going to have our cards for our other betting purposes. Plus, uh, we've introduced another thing, which we'll, in, uh, we'll, we'll lay out a bit after this. Uh, but round one starts tonight. Uh, Penrith Panthers reigning champions versus the Manly Sea Eagles at Blue Bet Stadium out at Penrith. It is still called that. Uh, Seagull surprisingly are a dollar uh, not a dollar uh, a point and a half favourite with the over under at 41 and a half points uh, biggest news obviously isn't Cleary uh, Cleary out until about round four with his uh, recovery from a shoulder injury I'm probably still going to take the I'm going to still take the Panthers in this one with the points like a, a point and a half is something for a team that is coming off a grand final they may they may get done by a manly side here but I, I can't see it I'm not going to... I refuse to pick Pet, Penrith. My hatred will grow for them for another year until they're back to being a bottom-feeding club where they deserve to be. Um, I, will, I will not be picking them. And I'm going to take the Seagulls at minus 7.5 because 
which gives you a nice little two dollars sixty. Seven and a half. You're going an old line. Yeah, I'm going an right. old line. We didn't. All right, we'll we'll specify. Okay, old lines work in this competition. Fair. Uh, over <laughs> under first game of the round, twenty points apiece. I gotta go the over. I'm gonna. I love points in this one. So, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, I can see. I can see the um, Seagulls blowing them out a bit here. The Seagulls blowing them out. Have you been listening yeah. to? Have you been well, listening too much about this about even? No, no, I haven't even listened to that this week yet. But I can see Cleary. Do, as much as I despise that big jawed idiot. Um, <laughs> He actually defend. He organised their defensive line quite well. You lose Kirk Capewell, who's quite a good defender. Is Mitch Kenny a sixty-minute player? We're we're about and, to find out. Um, yeah, and a reshuffled back line again. Yeah, right. Oh, I lost it. Point, points come from what out wide with the store um the seagulls and they've got some speed and some skill players out wide yeah right so i'm assuming you're gonna take the over with this one 100 percent gonna take the over yeah on this good one. boy it would be, be wrong to not bet the overs first up on the first game of the uh, round ah we might leave the we might leave the we might leave the Friday game until the last because it is our team. Um, Sunday night, West Tigers versus Melbourne. Uh, where is Melbourne? Where are they playing in Melbourne? Uh, now they're playing at Campbelltown. Oh, they're at Campbelltown. No, they're not. No, they're no, 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 no. They're going to Combank. They're going to the Combank Stadium, formerly oh. known as Bank West or Wank Best, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Melbourne are a twelve and a half point favorite with the over under at forty six and a half. Uh, this is pretty straightforward. For me, I'm going Melbourne to take the points. I'm going to take the over. Um, yeah, I nothing nothing that the Tigers have done has interested me until next year. All the signings they've made are all for 2023. Yeah, I yeah, 12 and a half points is fine. I'm happy to take that. Storm have added Xavier Coach to the wing after losing Ado Carr. Nick Meany's playing five eight, but it's gonna the show's gonna be run by Jerome Hughes. And they've still got such a good bloody forward pack. But they've still got no Harry Grant at nine. Who's played nine? Nine this week is the Cheese. No, Cheese is suspended. Not that I can see. Remember, he got his uh, ban overturned. See, that's how far behind we are. They overturned it. They counted the uh, All-Star game as a representative match, so they counted that as the one game. So Cheese is in at nine. Um, Jaden Nikarima had a good comeback story there. He's at the 15th for Melbourne, which is good. Um, Tyrone Wishart, obviously, Rod Wishart's son. He's the 14. Bit of a different bench for the, the Storm. Only the big bopper on the bench is Nelson, Officer Alamona. Uh, yeah, there's nothing... <laughs> There is nothing at the West are going to give like give me excitement for like Jackson Hastings in the side of six. Uh, Simpkins starting at nine is probably the only light for me. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like they got Joe at lock. Like that's that's nothing. Tyrone Peach is their fourteen as one of their big signings. But yeah, yeah, you just talked me out of that. I'll, I'll take the spread. I'm going to basically follow you, but I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. You don't think there's. 46 and a half points I don't think there's I don't think there's 40 I don't think there's 36 points in the Melbourne Storm. yeah right no that's fair like, uh, because it's a lot of heavy lifting on Melbourne to come, like get about 30 odd points and, Mel- and West getting at least 16 but could be a lot different uh, Sunday afternoon we are travelling to the north of Queensland 
It's going to be the nor. Oh no! I actually changed that. Sorry. This is this is the audible. Fuck. We're on fire as it is. Another game at Combank Stadium. Parramatta Eels versus the Gold Coast Titans. Parramatta is seven and a half point favourites with the over-under again at 46 and a half. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Titans losing uh, Jamal Fogarty. They've got Sexton to seven. Brimson is six. Uh, Jaden Campbell at the one. That's not a bad one, six, seven, but they've also got uh, Aaron Clark at the nine, so I'm not too sure how that's going to happen. You got Fafita start um, starting in the second row after his little sabbatical coming off the bench the back end of last year. Tina Fasua Alama Alawawi nearly got it again. God, uh, every time it just sucks. Um, yeah, Kevin Proctor's on the 17, which is weird. Uh, Jared Wallace is on the outer. Apparently, he's had a bit of off-field bullshit happening, so that might be the case. Uh, yeah, probably gonna go, I'm going to take para as much as it pains me. I'll take para the points. This one's definitely got underwritten under over it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to take... So you've got para with the points. Yeah, I'm going to seven and a half. I'm going to go... Um, yeah, I'm going to take the... Um, Titans here, Titan. Titans with the points. Seven and a half is not too. Seven and a half is a nice, nice little spread. To be honest, it, it gives you that buffer. I think the Titans could win this outright. Yeah, is, is it right? Okay. Titans in the under here for me. Titans in the under. Okay. Because this is Justin Holbrook's team now. It's he's got rid of the dead weight. And it's a bit harsh in saying that about Jamal. Fox. Fogarty. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's dead weight. I think he's got a, he's got a team that he ha- can put a lot of trust in. Like, yeah, like they've still got the center. I, I think their best, obviously, their strike is David Fafita, Tino. Their centers last year were great with Brian Kelly and Paddy Herbert. Obviously, Herbert not throwing that pass in the the final yeah. really killed them there. They would have been the Chooks, but mm. neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I, I still think Para on at a combank. If it's dry, flat track, like it's Mitchell Moses bread and butter. So I think that's definitely what they're going to be. Finally, main game on Friday evening, Channel 9, KO, Foxtel, wherever you get it. It is at uh, the old barn of Suncorp Stadium. Your Brisbane Broncos <laughs> versus our South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, Rabbits are ten and a half point favourites over under us forty six and a half. We have Billy Adam Reynolds played. I was taking the points. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a dead set. Billy Walters is playing six. Calba Kelly is at the seven. Obviously, Kobe and Reynolds are out. Co- uh, positive COVID tests. Um. Like, our side isn't too bad. Pat Kerrigan at 13 has annoyed me no end. We've got Keenan Palliasia at 8, which is okay. But I would much prefer to have Carrigan at 8, but I can understand with Kobe Heatherington. Or Ryan James. Ryan James. I'm still thinking Ryan James is going to be a 20 to 25-minute player this year. Um, your boy, Reese Kennedy, he has probably got the funniest photo on NRL.com. I need you to go look at it. It does say it looks like a fucking Gumby with, like, narrow head. Um, 
TC Rabati, Tyrone Roberts is the 17. Um, obviously, the biggest question mark over South is how how much is Lachlan Ilias is going to slot in for Adam Reynolds? How much control is he going to have? Obviously, Cody Walker is going to be the chief playmaker. Uh, Tarf at the at fullback. Um, Tane Milled on the wing. Yeah, there's not too much difference in that. Like the the, the South Ford pack is basically eight to thirteen as it was last year. Cam Murray being the new captain of South, Davida Tavola, uh, Tatola, sorry, Cook, Mark Nichols, Colin Matangi, and Jai Arrow. Uh, it's just it's a fantastic, fantastic lineup, and they've also added Michael Cheekham from West Tigers. He's on the bench, so mm. yeah, this could get ugly. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna. Br- this could be actually no. I'm gonna say it. this could either show what the hard work they've done in or we could be opening old wounds up very early. In saying that though, I'm going to take Brisbane at the points. Ten and a half isn't too bad against this. I've got faith in this team to say, to give them the points. It's definitely going to be the under um, but I don't know. It just depends if it blows out, if they drop their heads. Like... You did. You did message me after one of the trials. I think it was the uh, was it the Titans one where you said book the tickets. But that was after we were yeah. down twenty six eight with six six minutes to go. And we were, we came back and drew. So I haven't got yeah. a lot of. Oh, I booked. It. I said after the first quarter. I was like, the boys are looking sharp. Book the tickets. <sighs> it's it's, it's always the case. Yeah. But Jermaine at the fullback. No, it was after the first game against Winter Manly. <laughs> Yeah, I got bloody Queensland Cup side, of course. Um, Osaka fullback scares me a lot, but there's not. Oh, I still don't know why. Like he's gone. Like realistically, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. I'd rather would have seen um, Pereira. At least he's got two years of it, but he's got two years at the club. Osaka's gone. He's on his way to. He'll be at the Eels by the middle of the season. Nah, I don't know. I don't know how how true that would be. I know they blocked it, but who knows. Like, why not just go, hey, like, give Cobbo the key? True. I still think Herbie has a shot at it, but we just don't have the centres in place. Like, we're still waiting for Tessie to come back. I think that's going to be our one shot this year. Tessie at the back. Herbie and Katoni in the centres is a fantastic strike pairing. Selwyn on the wing is great for his development currently. Um, Billy at six is fine. Like, I've come to grips that that was going to happen, but... There's a bloke in Q Cup that's probably, he needs a good two and a half, three months. And if he is killing it there and we are struggling, I think that maybe is the time. Let it, Let run. it run. Bring in Ezra Man, send the bat signal. I don't care. Just get it done and yeah, see what happens. Uh, what are you going with this match, mate? I'm going to go the Broncos, the points, and the over. So you're going the opposite way, right? So yeah. that's not too bad. So other games that we we're not going to include because we're only going to do four the four main ones. So obviously the other game on Friday is Canberra uh, Sharks. Going to go the Raiders on that one. Mm, yeah, the Raiders. Uh, Saturday afternoon, leading up to the Storm West game, it's going to be the Chooks versus the Knights out at the Cricket Ground. Uh, Chooks Chooks are going to probably be the uh, actually are the probably the fa- favorite to win the premiership. Um, so I'm giving them. They're a dollar twenty favorite against a nice team that are probably going to struggle. They, they're looking dangerous. They're, re, they're ready. To yeah, go. with the amount of players that were out injured last year and that have come back, it's going to be something else. Um, Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon. Sorry, Sunshine Coast Stadium at Warana. The Warriors versus the Dragons. Dragons are a dollar eighty five favorite, but I'm going to go the Warriors. Even though I'm everything, I'm against everything Nathan Brown's done. Especially they signed Dylan Brown. For, for next year in March. It makes no goddamn sense. But anyway, I'm going to go the Warriors. I've got faith in the boys to get a win against the Drags. 
the... Yeah, the Dragons... Well, actually, I might take the Dragons here because they're a good early early season team with Anthony Griffin. So, yeah, I'll take them there. And last game, we were going to do as the main game on Sunday. However, we swapped it because we thought there might be a bit more potential in the Eels. Titans are Cowboys versus the Bulldogs. This could be the early... Uh, the early look at who might be the bottom of the table. Um, cows are a dollar eighty-five favorite to a do- dogs at a dollar ninety-five. It's pretty evenly matched, obviously. Um, Give me the cows at home. I'm taking the cows at home. I think I think the dogs are quite overrated. Yeah, I think they've they've brought in some fantastic talent. Obviously, Matt Burton being the star there, Ada Car on the wing, uh, Pangai. If he doesn't lose his fucking mind. Um, yeah. It's a solid side. However, yeah, there's 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 a lot to do there, and it's going to be a lot long process. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, mate, like we mentioned earlier, we are doing a card, probably about five to ten buddy picks. Um, have you got your picks? Because I've sort of got them. Um, no, I haven't. I've got them, but I can give you probably I can rattle off five games straight yeah, away. Yeah, right. I think. Um, I'm gonna take the Broncos one to thirteen. Broncos one to thirteen. Yep. Um, I'm taking the Roosters uh, one to thirteen. The Premier League, I have it on me. I have the Premier League. Um, Liverpool to be two. Oh. Liverpool and two and over two and a half goals against Brighton on Saturday night. Yeah. Three. Um, West Ham to draw with Aston Villa. So a draw there. And I'm just throwing this out there for the um, for good karma. Next Tuesday morning at seven a.m. Crystal Palace, Man City draw. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, because that's that's coming into the pointy end there, isn't it? You need and you need you need <laughs> a bit of help. I've given up on Spurs, even though we got up against Everton five nil. It's like I can guarantee it's going to be a draw. Um, I'm probably going to stick to footy. Um, obviously, if you got more for your card, we'll add it and we'll put it onto a post so we can put it onto socials. Uh, for me. Yeah, I'm probably going to go a couple of um, uh, anytime try scorers. So, obviously, the bit probably the easiest one is Tom Travoyevich anytime against the Panthers. Probably going to go Selwyn Cobbo anytime against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, what else was there? There was a few others. Probably Xavier Coates anytime against Mel uh, against West, being his first game too. I think they can get the ball out to him. So I think that's not too bad of a bet. Um, all of these are pretty low value, obviously, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think I'll add a few more to my car, but yeah, it's been, it's been one of those days where I've gotten back from work and I've just, I've, my brain is still scrambled. So we'll get our cards together, but those three there, plus a few others, plus we are doing our little, uh, punters club. Uh, 10 bucks a week between ourselves so we're going to use 20 bucks so as I mentioned uh, to you off mic we are going to spin the wheel so we've got (laughs) we have got 10 chances each to see who takes the first go at it 
Actually, what do you reckon? What we should do is is twenty five. Oh no, there's twenty five rounds, so that makes no sense. We'll do ten. We'll do ten anyway. Because I was going to say, if it's six, it's twenty six rounds. We'll put thirteen names in a hat, and each week, whoever gets it gets the pick. Sort of makes it fair in a way. But we've got ten chances either way. You probably can't see this because, but you might hear it in the uh, recording. So I'm going to spin the wheel. A slow spin. Oh, oh me, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> was this? All week? right. So I'll ta- I'll start us off this week. Um, I'll put that up on our socials too. So um, it'll probably be it'll probably be a multi, won't it? Yeah. Our goal is to um, pay for our de- one day of the cricket in December this yeah. year. Play for all the beers. That wouldn't be too bad, actually. Play, if we can pay for beers and tickets, it'd be quite happy. If we can't pay for just tickets, we're yeah. fucked. <laughs> uh, it'd be a long slog, but we've got close to six months to try and get make that happen for the November test or whatever it is, whoever we're playing. Um, right, before we finish up, I know I haven't mentioned it to you, but have you got your grand finalist and who you're thinking wins, wins the comp? Grand finalist, I am going... Melbourne Storm, yep. against all odds, and um, Dalyam is da- um, Munster. Dalyam is Munster. Melbourne, mate. So Melbourne winning it all. Yeah. Munster as the daily Ma- Clive Chom. Is that wait? Which is it? Messenger? No, Dalyam, isn't it? Dalyam. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think the value pick for me is going to be the Chooks. They're at $6. Melbourne's at 5 Panthers at 5 50 and the Chooks at $6. I'm going to go the Chooks just with everything they've got going for them. Um, they'll probably beat... I reckon they'll beat the Storm in the final. Storm in the final, and if we're going to go Daily M, it's going to be Kiri for me. Luke here, he'll, he'll, I reckon he'll have a bit of. Well, he's come, he's going he's to come back. He has that same mentality to me as uh, Cooper Cronk did, and obviously Cooper playing with him with the Chooks at the back end of his career was quite something. Mm. Um, but yeah, he'll come back. He's going to bounce back from a pretty significant injury. He's going to have a good year, I reckon. So yeah, but yeah, I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, got our tips in. We'll put our we'll put all our stuff up on socials once we get our cards together. Uh, thanks again for listening guys as always you can find us on all the different podcasting platforms if you like what we do give us a rating give us a comment whatever you do Uh, follow us on Facebook now Um, yeah we'll try and get some stuff out a bit more often if not we'll try to anyway we're busy people selling homes and living outdoors so Uh, but yeah and my off the card bet for this week we're zero from three zero from two at the moment is Mo Salah two goals against Brighton two goals against Brighton Fantastic. Thanks again for listening, guys. We will be back uh, next time for another episode of Off the Back Fence. Thanks for listening. Shame one. One, two, three, four. Shane Wall, well known to history. Shane Wall, bowler of mystery. Whenever he walked up to the wicket, Chains came over the game of cricket He had the leg spin Flipper and googly He came on the scene In 1992 
Those Indian batsmen taught him a thing or two This fellow, some said, he don't stand a chance Soon he began to make the ball dance in Sri Lanka He first showed his colors through Manchester, England, 1993 He bowled what they call the ball of the century Mike Gatting looked up, struck as dumb as a post And walked from the crease like he'd just seen a ghost Shane Warne's first ass's delivery From that time on, he played with a batsman's mind From Brisbane to Durban, he had them in such a bind To go forward or back, to player abstain Intensely the pressure built up in the brain And always the chirping from behind Mr. One on his phone sent a lot of texts Cause he liked to have quite a lot of sex Took a prohibited pill to lose his love handle Said mum gave it to me, it was a terrible scandal We wondered what would want it do next Shane Wong, truly a sporting magician Always played like a man on a mission Each time he came into battle ball He believed in his powers to take control Even when he was not in the peak of condition Shame ah. more With his friend Glenn McGrath In Sydney They took their last hurrah Now Ponting and Taylor And Steve Waugh all agreed To have two such men They were lucky indeed Shane Wong And his good friend Glenn McGrath Bring it on 